my girl. Constance Hall, one of the most talked about bloggers in the country. A look out! Opinionated, raw, thought-provoking and never shy to have an opinion. Annalise is her best friend. The yin to her yang. The gale to her Oprah. She's the chic one. Just ask her. A show for queens by queens. No topic is too taboo. A shame-free, judge-free space. Oversharing, commiserating and celebrating. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls! Good evening, Constance. Good evening, beautiful. How refreshing to be looking at your face. I know, we are together in the studio once more, but this time I've gone rural. I've come to you. <laughs> She's gone so rural. <laughs> You'll never get her back. It was her squatting on the side of the road. Oh, you did not. <laughs> that is total exaggeration. Uh, it is beautiful to be here in Bunbury with you this evening. Thank you. Uh, we have been living together for the last week as well in true commune style. So there's a few updates that we've got to share of some of the mishaps and things that have happened along the way. Hmm. And we will be talking about something that I found really interesting this week. I did an interview with Mia Friedman, a podcast, and I wasn't expecting people to start having a go at me about the fact that my husband doesn't have a job. Mm, I know. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Yes. Um, But also, if you haven't heard of my friend Constance Hall, um, she also, (laughs) not only is she a blogger, she's a pretty big deal on Facebook. You released, pre-sailed your second book, Still a Queen, this week. Congrats, mate. Thanks, babe. I just bloody love writing books because, as Mm. we all know, I'm so done with the internet and the keyboard warriors and the trolls and the world of the internet. Book life is beautiful. So Mm. thanks. I've loved it. But next con... Uh, something that shocked us and shocked so many. A mum sent her 12-year-old autistic son to school with a recording device and some absolutely harrowing things that came out of that. We've actually got the mum and uh, we're going to be chatting to her next and, and find out what happened. This is the Queen Sesh. Last week in our news feeds, a really peculiar story popped up. A woman's son was coming home from school and he wasn't himself. He was acting really sad. And we know our kids, don't we? We do. So what she's done, her son's autistic and she's sent him to school with a recording device. And she's learnt from this recording device that her kid was getting bullied by no other than his teacher. We're lucky enough to be joined by Melissa Waters all the way from America who's prepared to share a story with us. It sounded like a zoo in the class, and every time Camden would talk, the teacher would say, shut up, Camden, quit tapping your feet, Camden. Camden, quit it. Stop acting like a baby, Camden. And it went on. And then the kids would start piling on. You're a baby, Camden. You're a baby. And um, she said something about, you're not going to get Santa Claus, Camden, because Santa Claus don't like liars. And he said, I'm going to tell my mama. And she said, tell your mama that. It goes on. And then the teacher comes in. That's the para who is supposed to be a shadow to help the kids along. And the teacher came in and she said, well, how was everything? And the para said, oh, it was fine. And the teacher said, okay, buy into your groups. And she said to the para, the teacher came and raised his hand. And he says, um, miss so-and-so, can I, um, see, can I sit with the groups now? And she said, they like, oh, no, he was such a baby. He was whining and making all these noises. No, he cannot. And I'm bo- oh boiling by this point. And so they said, no, we don't allow babies to sit in the group. If you would act more like a growing kid or an, uh, a teen, then you could sit with the group. But since you're a baby, you cannot. So you have to stay there. What's happened with the teachers? Has there been any ramifications? Is any any sort of... Yes. 
consequence? Um, they fired the um, one the para first, and they said that they were going to leave the um, teacher there to the end of the semester. While we were there to the end of the semester, she was in on mocking him, calling him names, and that only got three hours worth of one day. What did what happened that my child was put through that I didn't know about? Most people have been so overwhelmingly nice and and feeling that that's their child being hurt or how would I feel? Um, people who have autistic children who are writing in, it's been really good, you know, and that's what I want to do is shed a light on children who have autism that are being neglected by the system because people don't want to deal with it. They don't want to look at it or they think it's a a defect in somebody and it's not. It's a positive thing because these are the most wonderful individuals that have such a wonderful light on that once you're around them, you understand. And just to be clear, we love our teachers here in Australia and nothing like that has ever come up for me and any of my kids. But if you have had any similar experiences and wanted to share them, go to our Facebook page, The Queen Sesh. This is The Queen Sesh. A couple of weeks ago, I was blessed and very much honoured to be invited to Sydney to do a podcast with the beautiful Mia Friedman, who we have both girl crushed on now. Yes. And um, totally in love with her. And it was a great interview. I was honest, like I always am about a lot of things. One thing that really stuck out was my finances. Yes, because I was actually, I watched this being recorded. Yes. And so as as you were talking about your finances and she was getting, she was so clever with the questions and the way she was getting it out of you. It was so natural. I was like, but wow. I offer this is, too much information yes, all the time anyway. you do. But it was... I, when I reflected later, I thought it was actually refreshing because you were just being completely upfront. Um, I didn't think there was anything I should be hiding. No. I've, I've always found people really funny when you go, oh, my God, that's awesome. How much was that? And they go, it was a lot of money. Yes. And I just think, what, do you think I can't handle it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the finances thing, every, like, she asked me how much money I earned and and um, I talked freely about it. I earned a lot of money from my first book and now I just draw a wage, a weekly wage. And um, my wage by the end of the week, mm. my two and a half grand, is spent on my six children, my bills, you know, my water. I can't believe how much all these things are because I've never paid them before. Yeah. So that was the put the sore point for a lot of people. How yeah. could you spend that much money? And and a lot of people were saying that's what you get when your husband doesn't work. Mm. And I thought, are you kidding? I'm on a good wage. It's 130 grand a year. Mm. But it is. It's a single income for a an for eight, eight person yeah, about eight to be nine person, person family, <laughs> almost nine person family. <laughs> it's a single income, and my husband stays at home to look after the children and to do the Woolies runs and mm. to do you know the fixing of the stuff. And he's got. And I'm thinking I have to justify why my husband doesn't work. Let's roll reverse. If I was a man earning that wage, mm. which isn't exu- exuberant, you know, like where I live in WA, a lot of people work on the mines, so a mm. lot of people earn more money than that. Yeah. And for people to think that, you know, like it's ridiculous and that he should be working as well, it's just to me, if he was the mum and he was at home with eight kids, would anyone bat an eyelid? No, definitely not. Sorry, not eight kids, seven kids. I don't know why I'm chucking extra kids on. We don't need a pile on. (laughs) 
I think it's maybe because we've been living with you the last week. Yeah, so it feels yeah, like yeah. there's a million kids running around. Yeah, so I think it's always been this way. I know that when I was growing up, we were growing up together, my dad was the primary carer. He worked from home and I always used to get comments from other mums. Oh, well, your mum's not here because she's at work. Lucky your dad's here. And it was always, I was always made to feel like my mum was the villain. Yes, I remember Because she that. wasn't around and yes. it was like, well, hang on. She's you know, working. She's working. Support. It was more uncommon back then. Way more it's uncommon. still uncommon now. It is. So I've got some census stats. Uh, so in Australia, 4% of two-parent families are stay-at-home dads. 4%. 4%. God, you're so well-researched, Annalise. Can I just congratulate Thanks, you on that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 4%. There you go. It's still not sitting well with people. No. Yeah. I think that will change and I love that you are a public figure and you are coming out and saying this is our family, this is what works for us. Imagine if Denham worked. Imagine oh, if my husband worked. Like, chaos. The kids would, they, they, they wouldn't be getting, their needs wouldn't be getting met. Yeah. And it's just, it's what works for you guys. Totally. So I don't see why it's anyone else's business. Me either. And I'm, I'm done. I'm having a bit of a nervy these days over the internet because I'm done with everyone's outrage. Mm. Everyone's so outraged about everything. And I'm just like, you know what? Have your outrage. I'm going to stick to my books. Yeah. Well, coming up next, Con, another thing that has caused outrage that our poor Kylie Jenner has copped this week. It's mum shaming. We've gone from dad shaming to mum shaming. And I'm outraged (laughs) by the outrage. Okay. This is the Queen Sesh. Our Queen, Kylie Jenner, has been mom shamed. You have to say mom because she's American. Yeah. Has been mom shamed for going to Coachella. Is is the world gone mad? Like I know. I would give my kid to anyone. <laughs> anyone that I, any random Coachella. on the street to let me go to Coachella. Here, have a kid. I'm yeah. gonna go to Coachella, babe. <laughs> <laughs> so she posted this glorious photo of herself and she looked so chic and she had this pink wig on and this was the caption. I'm not like a regular mom, I'm a cool mom. <laughs> right, Regina? <laughs> So that's from the movie Mean Girls. Uh, and I was so, say, that doesn't sound like her. No, but she that it was a little pop culture reference. She's like, I'm not a regular mom, I'm a cool mom. <laughs> which is so funny. Well, you know, if mum's got if mum's gone to Coachella, any kid that doesn't appreciate that mm. is unappreciative. And she, you know, mm. we've got to remember she's twenty years old and she's got a two month old. I yeah, mean but she's also got a responsibility to herself. To live her best life. Absolutely. So they, these are some of the comments, things like, I don't see a cool mum. I see an attention-seeking young woman with a two-month-old infant, wherever you choose to stack her for now. Oh, stack her, like she put her in a drawer. I know. Let's not forget <laughs> that um, Kylie has a net worth of $67 million. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that she can afford top-level care for wherever she chooses to stack her. And after two months, everyone needs Coachella. Everyone needs a day out. Yeah. So, yeah, just other things like, you know, leaving a newborn for a weekend, partying at Coachella. If you wanted to party, don't get pregnant. Oh, my God. I hate people that say don't get pregnant. Don't have kids if you want to, blah, 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 blah. It's just like everyone has kids in their own style. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe Coachella should allow kids. (laughs) <laughs> have, a, have a little festival, yeah, like play pen. a little crash for like you know if a more celebrities crash. are going to be getting pregnant younger, <laughs> then there needs to be a festival crash, a Coachella crash. Yeah, okay, a co-crasher. <laughs> <laughs> and we we have you back, Kylie. We love you, Kylie. You do you, and you be a cool mom. Yeah, we're going to do you cool. too if that's cool. Yeah, we'll be we'll meet you at Coachella next year. <laughs> This is the Queen Sesh. Con and I usually live in separate states. 
Uh, but this week, Con, we've, we've joined. We've joined as one. Mm. One large, bustling commune. Mm. Denim, Denim hasn't woken up, my husband. <laughs> He's chosen to leave, leave us to it. <laughs> yeah, so we're basically living our dream of women and children only commune. Yeah. Uh, my mum's staying. If we as could well. invite you all, we would. <laughs> Honestly, this is our dream. My dream is to buy 100 acres and invite you all to the commune. Mm. But if you've ever wondered what it's like to live in a house with eight kids, have a little listen. This is just a little snippet. <laughs> Basically, it's an orphanage. Yeah, it's just a. Uh, it's just that's, that's pretty much it. Just on loop. We could just loop that. Oh, but there's usually some kids that can talk, also whinging. Yeah, definitely. I have a question for you because mm. my house is hectic and everybody knows it. Is my house more hectic than you thought it would be in a living environment or less? <sighs> Do you know what has really upped the ante of the hecticness? Don't say the dog. Peaches. And you, you just the hate dogs. New- <laughs> You don't like dogs, it's clear. You know what? You've got this giant bear one, and I thought he would be hectic. He's actually really cool. I think he's the calmest one in the whole house. Bear. Well, I couldn't even drop my kids off at daycare today and leave the dog in the car with Annalise because that's how it, she's actually a dog hater, everyone. No, it's just so. Okay, so Peaches the pug is a new addition to the family, and, you know, she's in toilet training. So I and feel like that's up the ante of the hectic. But do you know what's annoyed me about you is that, like, you're like, the dog's pooed, the dog's weed, <laughs> and usually I'd leave it there for five minutes and just, like, get on. With things, and then when I've got a second, or I can be bothered getting up because I'm heavily pregnant, mm. I'll go and clean it. But because Annalise, high maintenance Annalise, who hates dogs, is around, mm. I have to pretend that I am onto it straight <laughs> away and training. And I'm <laughs> no, I've been good. I, I put her outside when she does it and scream at her, and she's and just like, the rest of the she family. hates me. She, the dog actually <laughs> hates me. She's not the only one that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, look, it's it's fun. It's still ongoing. Coming to work did feel like a break. It's nice and quiet in the studio. Yeah, I was actually wondering if anyone's still listening after hearing that snippet. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, I'll get enough of this home later, girls. That's <laughs> my girl. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls. Still so much to get through on the Sesh Con. But later on, you know the new Amy Schumer film that we've been talking about that we want to go and see? we can't wait to see. Yeah. Yes, I feel pretty. It's surprisingly received a lot of backlash from women. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about what that is and why. You've actually forgot to tell everyone who I am. And um, <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to the Queen Sesh. Yes. We're all. Best selling novelist. Best selling novelist, fashion designer, Constance Hall. Although, actually, I, I should mention we did have a huge, exciting week because your new book. Still a queen. Thank you. Went on pre-sale. If I can't plug my book on my own radio show, then I don't know what. You'll be out of here. The door will close if we're gone. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But coming up next, we are joined by the amazing shine, 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 Jackie Gillies. Australia's most well-known psychic, I'd say, would you say? I believe she is, yeah. yes. And she was on uh, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here recently and she's from The Real Housewives of Melbourne, oh, your favourite show. I, I love it and I love psychics and I love her. So that's next. This is The Queen Sesh. And we have managed to score ourselves an interview with the one and only Jackie Gillies. You may know her from Real Housewives of Melbourne. You may know her from I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, which I didn't actually watch as much as I watched Real Housewives. <laughs> <laughs> she is... An amazing psychic. She is doing an Oprah-style tour around Australia at the moment. Thank you so much for joining us, Jackie. Hi, Con. Hi, Annalise. How are you? Hi, Jackie. How are you? Good, guys. You guys shining bright today? 
think so. Yeah, we're away we from are. home. Yeah. We have work. I love that you too. You're like, I think so. I think so. Like, <laughs> we're not shining as bright as you, but we can't be expected to shine like you do. <laughs> oh, come on. We all can shine. How's the tour going, Jack? Oh, my God. I am so excited. So the first one kicks off um, tomorrow in Geelong, and um, I'm so excited. This is a long time waiting, and... Uh, yep. And finally, now um, I've manifested this part of my life to um, to motivate and inspire, and um, just to tell people about my life and how I got to the the life that that, that I have now. Because I'm a manifester in life, and a lot of people I think forget that um you know before doing the Real Housewives of Melbourne, I was a professional medium psychic for 14 years, yeah. and um, so it, this is the the natural um, progression for me, the next natural progression. So I'm so excited to just. Um, Go go around and do what I do best, and I believe that's um, empower and inspire, and um, have a big old party with Jackie. Yes, and have you had any had any moments where people are like, "How did you know that?" Yeah, absolutely. Listen, um, you know what's really I don't know if you've seen the debut of me on the Housewives of Melbourne. So I did my first um ever event on the Real Housewives of Melbourne. I saw it, Jackie. Please. (laughs) So okay, listen to this. This is how the angels know everything. So you know when that girl goes, "Are my grandparents here?" And I don't remember what I say. I'm a vessel, so if I give psychic vibes, I don't remember. It doesn't come from me. So anyway, before I went into the jungle. Um, I said to the girl, uh, you probably would remember her, she was wearing a red dress, and she goes, my grandparents here, and I said, to prove to you that your grandparents are here, you're going to be pregnant within six months. She laughed at me because she's already got two children. She goes, I'm done. There's no third child. <sighs> anyway, she posts on her Instagram, I will not um, believe, I cannot believe this, but I'm pregnant, and here is <laughs> the, here's the, um, here's my little, um, my little child inside my little stomach. She posted a little song. So it was, it was amazing. But anyway, yeah. I think you're going to have a, a baby, um, baby girl and um and here we are she's got the child so you don't remember when you're doing your mm-hmm. psychic thing mm-hmm. what is it black or is it like where what where do you go so what happens is when i'm um, being told something i'm still there obviously consciously i haven't passed away anyway but what happens is it's kind of like i um i zone out so it's like mm-hmm. i'm there but i'm i'm me personally i'm allowed it's being a vest it's like i'm allowing the messages to come through so it's not coming from me so the way i try and um articulated is I'm there but consciously it's almost like um when I zone out it's like I'm allowing somebody else to kind of come in for a second and and deliver the messages but the person that's coming in it's still me I'm still hearing the messages as my voice but um it's like I'm being protected by my guardian angels when the messages are coming through which are very clear and that girl was pregnant within six months like I'd said Mm, just so you know and yeah I I have thousands of messages like that and in fact when I first walked in and I and I did my show and they didn't air this part this is the second part of a psychic vibe I gave I sat down on the stage and I said and I pointed over to the girl I said you're pregnant you haven't told your husband she looked at me and she goes she just looked at me she didn't say anything she said no I'm not I said you are and you know you are and um, she wrote me a message the next day and now I can announce it because now she's gone past the time she said Jackie I was five weeks pregnant. I didn't tell anybody because I didn't know what I was going to do. And anyway, and I said, that's a baby girl. And um, and <laughs> she sent me photos of it only a, a week ago. And she says, this is the child that you predicted whilst I was at the Shrine Up Tour. And you were absolutely right. So and what happens is as soon as I walk in, I feed off energy. And um, and my show is, like, it is a big party, Jack. There'll be giveaways. Cross between, like, an Eddie Robbins, Ellen, Oprah. Um, so it's a cross between and, and John Edwards. So if I am guided to people, I will be giving messages. But it's mm, not a yeah. psychic tour. I don't want people to think of that course. they're coming for a psychic tour. 
Can I ask you something else as well while I've got you? Um, do yeah, you ever walk into sure. a room and just go, there's an evil bloke here? <laughs> <laughs> I do you don't want to. Like, do you pick up yeah. on that? Is there, is there such thing in your world as someone who's just not good intentions? I don't want to be in the same room as this, like maybe even a woman. God forbid. <laughs> I don't, don't know that many You're women. You're so but... beautiful. <laughs> um, uh, listen, this is how I see energy. I, I try to uh, really not judge people in life. I really try not to, and that's um, part of what every human being's really got to, um, I believe, have to learn unconditional love that everyone has a story. Now, have I walked in and I know that somebody's bullshitting or not telling the truth? Absolutely. Um, but it's not up to me to say that. So when you see me in the Real Housewives of Melbourne, when I know somebody's not telling the truth or somebody's lying, and which is pretty I, much all the time, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I have to have the integrity not to say anything because I'm not just going to tap into somebody's thoughts. But absolutely, yes, I have seen that, and I know when I'm talking to somebody when somebody's not telling the truth. Absolutely, as soon as I walk in and I meet somebody, but I'm not going to say that. I have to allow them to be them because they haven't allowed me into their energy. So I can't just sit here and go, "You're mm. full of it right now. You're not telling the truth." But yeah, I mean. There was a moment, I'm not going to give um, what this person did, there was a moment um, that somebody had come to me for a psychic reading and they were, um, they had a very, very conservative, um, high-paying job and I knew that this person um, was doing things, they were an abuser, that's how I word it. And, um, and I said, you and I both know what you do. And I said, and you need to get up and walk out of my um, out of my reading room now. I just couldn't wow. give them a reading, and I, that was the first time I did that in, in 14 years. And um, and this person is quite well received in the community. So it's um, you've got to, yeah, absolutely. But you know, wow. I can't I can't be going around saying going. I just can't do that because then it, then it'll be draining me. You've got to. At the right time, I believe that everybody will always be caught for the things that they do with the wrong intent, and they will be. And and I think that I've got to leave that to the universe. It's not my duty to do that, and I couldn't do that. I'd be absolutely drained. I wanted to be a criminologist when I was younger, and yes. now I actually realise if I had been a criminologist, I wouldn't have lasted because I'd be soaking up the energies of people that are a yeah. have been raped oh, yeah. or abused or all those things that are, or, or murdered. You know, dealing with psychopaths and things like it's that. It's like and when um, you're an empath and you. Start, I'm a bit of an empath and yeah, I always try and yeah. make sure everyone in the room's kind of happy. Yes. And I end yes. up more tired than people who just don't give a shit. <laughs> I always you, think you that's because you, you're worried. You know why that is? It's not just the worry. I'm going to tell. I'm going to tell you what that is. It's energy. I believe we're all psychic, and what you're doing is you're picking up on the energy of people that are drained or low. And what you're doing is you're taking on that energy yourself of those people that are lower in their energy space and you're trying to boost them up. So what you're actually doing is draining yourself by trying to uplift people that aren't ready to hear. Mm, that feels like what I'm doing. Hey, can I just say I'm always in trouble for talking too fast? And I have Come a feeling on. our Yeah, <laughs> I have a feeling our producer's gonna lay off me after hearing you. <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know what is so hilarious about that? Until people actually meet me or, or talk to me, they go, "God, you talk fast." I was even in a reading one day, and somebody said, "Jackie, are you on drugs?" I said, "What?" And they go, "You speak so fast." But I've always spoken really, really fast, and I know, and I now know why. Years later, is because I do pick up people's energies. You've got to understand. As I'm talking to you, I'm already picking up the producer's energy. I'm picking up your energy. I'm picking up your colleagues' oh. energy. So okay, I'm tell us, tell us, energy. Jackie, what, what's the energy saying? So you We're need intrigued. to get things out while they're coming to no, you. No, listen, I don't give cold readings, but I can say that somebody's um, really worried about a relationship, but we won't get into that when I'm sitting here talking to you. Yes, they are. They are. So I'm it's really either up. me, Con, or our producer, No, Ellie. I know who it is, but I'm not going to word it up because I don't want you know them to feel uncomfortable <laughs> by that. They are. 
So what that happens is, so intense. is, this is why I do speak a million miles an hour because I am picking, even on the show, The Real Housewives of Melbourne, even I'm a celebrity, when I'm being, when I'm filming, I'm picking up the energy of all the all the people that are, you know, on the camera, the cameramen. Then I pick up the energy of the people I'm associating with. So it sometimes can be quite, um, I don't want to say difficult, but you've got, I've got to re- really, um, I have to meditate, and I do meditate. I meditate twice a day, and I have to. Oh, Otherwise, I mean, filming that, filming day. that, filming the Real Housewives of Melbourne and picking up the energy of those people constantly mm. would be <laughs> so draining. <laughs> you know, you know what I said about the Real Housewives of Melbourne. I said, listen, if I do a season five, I said I'm waiting for the next, the next thing that will come out. I'm an alcoholic. I'm a stripper. I'm a swinger. I'm a drug addict. Oh, I said some of these stories, some of these girls come up with. I go, come on, girls, you need to keep it positive. So back to shine it up. I, I hope you guys are going to come along. We're going to see oh, you some tickets. Come along. Yeah, I'd love to come. Yes. When how, is it in? How, when is how can we time? find out? How can we find tickets? No, I'll I'll get um I'll get my team onto that. They can um. Oh, your people speak some. to our people. We don't have any people, yeah. Jackie. <laughs> no, no, I can't. But you know what? I have to tell you, when I do do um, my shows, I have to keep a, a very um, I have to keep a very calm energy about myself, and I can't be dealing with all that because if I start dealing with all that, it takes it away from what I need to be doing. So before and I go, that's what you've stage, got Ben for. Oh, Ben's the best, man. Ben you know how blessed best. I am? No, he, he really is. And um, this just comes easy for him. I mean, for somebody that's been managed his whole life, obviously, with music, he's never had to worry about that other side. And they can't. You've got to focus on the music. And this is what mm. he says to me. When you go on tour, it's like you guys when you're doing radio. You can't be focusing on how it's produced and all those things. You've got to just get in there and you've got to do what you do best. Mm. And for me, I have to do the same thing. So um, Ben and, and some of the, uh, the team around me just go, Jackie, just, and it really is. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to do a tour. If I didn't have a great team, it just wouldn't work because I'd be too consumed with everything else and I can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Well, we, well, give Ben our love because yes. we do love him as well. And we love you so much. We love watching you shine, Jackie. Thanks so oh, much thank for sharing you. your positivity and, and beauty with us. And oh, no, thanks bits. for putting me on the show, darling. And I can't wait to um to see you guys. But to, to purchase tickets, just head over to exojackie.com. Exo Jackie, love it. .com, beautiful. Yeah. Jackie Gillies, thanks, thanks, thanks for coming on the set. I'm going to get these guys to give you some tickets. Okay, guys? Thank you. That'd right, be great. Keep shining, baby. Bye, Bye. This is the Queen Sesh. And as my pregnancy draws to an end and I prepare myself for the glorious disappointment that is <laughs> men in labour, <laughs> I decided to talk to Annalise and to shout, put a shout out there to all of our queens to know exactly how useless was your husband during your labour. Because you see, on the movies, the men are going, mm. breathe, breathe, and they're rubbing your back. And in reality, they're sitting on the couch eating your sandwiches. Exactly. You know? So exactly. I... I, and I remember being in labour and asking one of the midwives, what are the mo- most of the men like while women are in labour? Because I wanted to know what's going on out there with other women. Mm. And she said to me, they get funny about the machinery. Yes. How funny is that? She goes, they start asking me these weird questions about the ultrasound machine or, you know, like. How much is that worth? Yeah. Mm. How much is that worth? So exactly how does this work? Because it puts them back into their comfort zone. Yeah. Of like technical stuff rather than. Supporting, loving. Well, I mean, it's a pretty confronting scene. Very confronting. You know, it's very primal. There's a lot of moaning. It's not pretty. <laughs> I'm When I'm in labour, I just, I didn't want him actually around. I just wanted the females, the midwives. I just wanted females around me. So he yeah, was kind of, that. you know, he was there. 
I didn't do anything weird, but yeah. I, I actually just wanted females around me. Very primal. Yeah. You know? Sisterhood. Mm. Mm. Uh, but anyway, it'd be interesting to see how your husband goes with your upcoming birth. Yeah, because he's pretty involved. I mm. asked him if he was going to eat my placenta and he oh said, my God. of course I am. I'm going to chew through your umbilical cord. Are you serious? With his teeth? <laughs> no. I don't think the doctors will let him. Oh, but. thank God. That is so revolting. He's really primal like that. He's really caveman. Oh. I can't wait. We're going to do the best Queen Sesh update post-birth. Oh, my God. We're going live. We're going live. (laughs) Uh, But also to find out some other, you know, Queen's experiences, we had a lot of comments on our Facebook page, The Queen Sesh. What did your partner do during your labour? And we've got Leanne from New Zealand. Welcome to The Sesh. What did your partner do? Hey, ladies. Um, My husband, the labour was um, a bit laborious, huh? But um, I'd been in labour for a couple of days and they ended up um, hooking me up to that machine, you know, that measures your um, contractions. So he thought he had a bit of time, so he thought I'd go down and get himself something to eat in town. Slipped out my visa, my wallet, went down to the rock shop. He spent two and a half grand on a magical musical recording device. I'm like, what the actual is this? And he's like, on the way down when I was in labour saying, babe, you know, one wage, can't afford it, not a call. Oh, my God. He was having a panic attack and needed retail therapy. (laughs) It's very relatable, Leanne. (laughs) It's so relatable. I think I'd sneak out and buy something too. (laughs) This is the Queen Sesh. And, Con, a movie that we've been really excited to see is the new Amy Schumer film, I Feel Pretty. Can't wait. And in case you haven't heard of it, here's just a little bit of what you can expect. I've been on all of these sites. No one even looks at the profile. They only care about the picture. And I'm sick of it. I've always wondered what it feels like to be just undeniably pretty. Oh, well, we think Amy Schumer is undeniably pretty. But basically the premise of the film is she would be, what, an Australian size 12, 14 sort of gal? Yep. And she has really low self-esteem and struggles, doesn't push herself, put herself out there. She goes, she does a spin class, she falls off the bike and gets a concussion, wakes up, and what she sees in the mirror is like a size 4, size Mm 6 girl and it changes her entire mindset so she's got this confidence and she goes out to the world and she just changes her life. And it's, it sounds hilarious because everything Amy does is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. But the backlash. But the backlash. So I think, so what, what it is, a lot of women have come out and they're saying things like, these are some tweets, uh, you want to know my problem with the movie I Feel Pretty? It's such a stupid concept. A woman who isn't even generally unattractive or fat can only f- feel beautiful by thinking she's a stick-thin supermodel. But I think that's they're missing the whole point of the film. You yeah. know, like they probably haven't even seen the film yet because it probably hadn't come out when they wrote that comment. I, in, the, in the US it has, I believe. Okay. So what annoys me is that we've got... People body shaming themselves, basically. You're saying you're not fat enough to play a big person's, fat person's role. Yeah. And I just think that's ridiculous. Like, you're actually body shaming her for not being, you know, like you can be any size and still not like the size that you are. Absolutely. And everyone, no matter what size you are, everyone has body image issues. 
Well, which is, not I everyone think, doesn't have body image issues. Or something. But every, you will definitely find someone at every size with yes. a body image issue. Yeah. But, you know, you've got your Taryn Brumfitts who think that they have no body image issues at all. We interviewed her and she yeah, said that. Yeah, on that the sesh, we did. with her body. I think most people even, I think people are surprised that people who are even, you know, the size six model type people have hang-ups about their own bodies. Well, I got body, I got body shamed when I did a post with my flabby tummy that was like probably eight kilos heavier than I was used to it being. Mm. And another blogger came out with a naked photo of themselves who was significantly bigger than me and she said, how dare I get called brave when it's not even brave because I'm not even fat. Yeah. And it was just like, what is the world coming to? I'm talking about something that I'm uncomfortable with, that I want to become more comfortable with and I'm bloody tired of us all being uncomfortable with the way that we look. So it's just this outrage about outrage. Mm. It's just so like, I'm just so done with it. I'm so over everyone's offence. And I think the whole point of the movie is what I took away from it is that if you have a positive outlook and you believe in yourself, you can achieve oh my God. more it, in life and be happier. Completely. It happened to me just recently with my partner. I thought he didn't want to have sex with me because I felt so like huge and pregnant and weighed down and all the rest of it. Mm. He told me I wasn't putting out any sexy vibes because I wasn't feeling sexy. So he didn't want to come near me because he felt like I didn't want to be touched. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Whereas he, of course he wants to have sex with my heart. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Queen Sesh. And we're nearly out of time, Con. But... We wouldn't be out of time without Queen Vice, where two people who have no clue at all give other queens clueless advice mm. and we all end up none the wiser. <laughs> <laughs> and with that being said, uh, this, this unsuspecting queen has messaged our Facebook page, The Queen Sesh, and she wanted to get some advice about sleepovers. And this one's a big one for me, actually, because my eldest is just getting to the sleepover age. So she wants to know, how do you trust? What are some of the things to be aware of when we're sending our kids over to other families' houses for sleepovers? Funny question because I loved my sleepover life as a kid. I oh. spent majority of my life at your house. Yes, we had Other literally probably well. four nights a week. I, reckon. Yes, I don't know how our parents even life. let us. <laughs> but back then, everyone wasn't so switched on to the things that happened. I personally think it's really important to remember that I don't know the stats, but huge amount of like creepiness actually comes from people that you know, mm. male members of your family, even though that's a really confronting thing to think about. Um, get a feeling for the family, but you can't say you're going to pick up a creepy vibe. No. You're just not, you know? So it probably would have been a, um, a good topic for us to have someone who had gone through this before. But I did recently read an article fr by a... Um, like a pedophile who was sexually attracted to children, but he didn't act on it. Mm. It was published in Mamma Mia and he said, warning signs to look out for. It's a very, very strange topic. They, he actually wants to protect children. Wow, okay. Look out for men who want to spend, because it's predominantly, you know, it's overwhelmingly amount of male perpetrators who want to spend special alone time with the children. Mm. I mean, to me, when there's a sleepover, it's usually orchestrated by the mums. And I know it's really sexist and I just don't know how to nav navigate around, mm. you know. I think one of the biggest things that in these situations, you, you cannot possibly protect your kids from going into bad situations because you can't know. But what you can do is arm them with the knowledge and teach them about body 
privacy and what's appropriate and who they can trust. So we actually, we were given a book by my mother-in-law and it's all about, we read it to the kids and it teaches the kids about what's appropriate. This is my bits. No one's allowed to touch it. And then at the end of the book, you've got to go through the five adults who you trust. And if there's anyone and you don't feel comfortable telling mum or dad, who are the other five adults in your world? And at the end of the book, you go through who they are. Isn't it a sad side of affairs when we have to, that's a nursery rhyme. That's what you're reading your yeah, kids. Yeah, I know. It is, but it, it's... But it's protective behaviours. You it's have really to. It's really important. It's just too common to ignore and pretend it doesn't go on. I completely understand. And to be honest, my kids haven't actually stayed over at some anyone's house that I don't know. Mm. They're all like, all my kids' friends, are. I'm really close with the family. And as we just pointed out, that doesn't even protect them. No. You know? Scary stuff. Very scary stuff. Interesting topic, though. Thanks for writing to us. We hope you feel none the wiser. (laughs) (laughs) But we hope you feel less alone because we totally get the fear. Yeah, totally. All right, that's us, Con. We love hearing from you. Please keep your comments. Reach out to us anytime. Uh, Search The Queen Session. Also, the full podcast will be there later as well. You can hear the full show. Thanks, Queens. Have a beautiful week. Bye. This is The Queen Sesh.